it's time to talk to Steve Stebbing and uh, find out what the hell should I watch this weekend? Yeah. What the hell should I watch this weekend? Steve, are you there? I am here. Yeah, you got some options this weekend, but of course, uh, being this is the weekend before Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, the weekend, I, I would say, big box office wise, right. uh, belongs to Channing Tatum. I think this weekend. I was really surprised by this release. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I thought maybe this was done, but no, it's Magic Mike's Last Dance. So I'm going to put on a show at this famous theater. People are numb, disconnected. We're going to wake them up with a wave of passion they've never felt before. Hell yeah. Okay, Steve Stebbing, uh, convince me why they should make another Magic Mike movie. I, I don't think I can, because as far as I've heard, because... Um, these movies have been my movie blind spot. I actually just watched the first film last night for the first time, which is like a Steven Soderbergh blind spot, which is a bigger one because I like him as a director. Yeah. And I genuinely like the movie. But from what I understand, XXL, the second film is a step down. And then Last Dance is a bigger step down, which is sad because Steven Soderbergh returned to direct this one. But it, uh, it might be one of the lesser films in his career, uh, and maybe Mike should have kind of kept retired. <laughs> yeah. So, so they find Magic Mike. He's kind of uh, at the end of his end of his rope. He's kind of hit the skids. Yeah. He he had a, a business deal uh, go south, and it kind of leaves him bartending in Miami, where he re he meets this a rich socialite played by Salma Hayek and the two kind of begin a relationship and she ends up convincing him to come to London and put a show together, um, which seems busy and convenient all at the same time. Right. And, and Tatum Chan or Channing Tatum. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's done some pretty great work. And and he just directed a movie, right? Yeah, he he directed Dog last year, which I think is one of the underrated great films of 2022. And I mean, since Magic Mike, which is I, I believe uh, might be over 10 years old now, um, like I don't know if he had a lot of weight in his career yet, but I really genuinely like the guy. I think he does comedy quite well. Um, and with a good script, I think he really excels. And I think Dog is a huge um, recognition of that. And especially that him and uh, the writer of Ma Magic Mike uh, did that film together. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a totally different dude than when he made Magic Mike in 2012. Yeah. And I guess I guess this is just incredible money for, <laughs> for Channing yeah. Tatum. I think this is the big role in his career. I, I, if you look at like box office returns and everything, I think I think this one's the t uh, these films are the top. Right, and a, a good date movie if you want for Tuesday for Valentine's Day. Absolutely, that's an easy bet. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to uh, one fine morning. Do you take Okay, so tell us about <laughs> One Fine Morning. 
I love it when I bring foreign films. <laughs> I should always preface it. This is French. <laughs> They're um, speaking French. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the new film from writer and director Mia Hansen Love, and uh, who's a, a, an international filmmaker that I really, really like. Uh, and she's teaming with French actress Lea Sadeau, who plays uh, a young uh, single mother uh, who is dealing with her father, uh, who's declining into a, a neurodegenerative disease uh, and needs to now go into a care home and um, basically going nursing home to nursing home and never kind of nomadic style, never finding a place. And while all this is happening, she runs into an old friend uh who is a married man but as their relationship starts to deepen it starts to get more romantic uh kind of forcing her to become uh the mistress in a in a sense and it's really kind of like a drop into this this woman's life and kind of see it happen it's it's a very simple film at its core uh and uh Hanson Love is one of the best at doing these type of films uh definitely not for everybody but uh a good character drama Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep going. Your place or mine? Hey, Debbie. Happy birthday, Peter. 20 years of friendship. Can you believe it? How do you still speak to me? Do you remember the first night we met? Never stops being weird. So weird. <laughs> Debbie, you need to take a break. I just need to be practical, which is what you have to be when you're a single mom. Right, right. So Reese Witherspoon, Aston Kutcher, another Netflix original. Yeah, and this one's, uh, you know, friends, long-distant friends that swap houses and uh, uh, because she's got a big business opportunity and he needs to watch her teenage son. And, of course, as as the relationship deepens, of, of course, romance happens and it, it looks like one of those kind of cliched romances. But I wonder about the chemistry. I hadn't got to check the film out yet, but I wonder about the chemistry because there's pictures that went viral on Twitter uh, about uh, Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher on the red carpet. And apparently they look like they have absolutely zero chemistry and very <laughs> rigid. So that that's kind of stuff always makes me laugh uh, when they, when they cast two against types in, in a film like this. Yeah. Um, but let's just say that Reese Witherspoon is kind of the heavyweight when it comes to romantic comedies. So her name adds a lot of clout to this genre. Uh, Ashton Kutcher hasn't been as successful, but yeah, I mean, you got to go with Reese Witherspoon for sure. All right. Well, let's move into the Blu-ray releases. This is a big one. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Let our gracious response to this incursion be an olive branch. Further attempts on our resources will be considered an act of aggression and met with a much steeper response. So there you go. Back to the Marvel Universe. I mean, at the forefront uh, was the question, how are they going to handle uh, the death of Chadwick Boseman and subsequently the death of uh, King T'Challa? And I, I will say that they did it beautifully um, as well as like kind of ambiguously as far as what killed T'Challa in, in the Marvel universe. Um, but at the same time, when this movie gets going, it is really cool because, uh, I mean, we have the introduction of Namor, who's a big character in the Marvel universe, and they infuse it with like this indigenous culture that I thought was really beautiful and really well done. And let's just say that Angela Bassett is the heart of this film she is very deserving in her oscar nomination for it 
which is a big deal when it comes to the Marvel, uh, these Marvel movies, because she would be the first uh, to be nominated for for an Academy Award uh, in an acting uh, in an acting avenue um, for the MCU. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, And I mean, this movie is style and it's beautifully shot. And Ryan Coogler, the director and writer, just uh, knocks the hell out of it for sure. So new on Blu-ray, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And also on Blu-ray, it's Bergman Island. When Bergman arrived on Porter, something happened. It was love at first sight. Wow. I do realize we're going to sleep in the bed, but if it seems from the marriage, the film that remains of people divorce. So this is a Criterion release. They always do the deluxe DVD yes. Blu-ray packages. And this is the second Mia Hansen love movie I'm bringing this week. Right, that's I, true. I'm all about her this week. Um, and I, I like this movie more than One Fine Morning. I, I think it's it's such an interesting film. It's basically about two, Amer- uh, two uh, American filmmakers that go uh, to this island dedicated to Ingmar Bergman uh, to find inspiration and also... Um, find a connection in uh, Bergman's work uh, and it ends up doing more than that and kind of getting into their workings of their relationship and their creative process as well as kind of blurring the line between um, who they are as people and these characters they're writing that seem to come to life on the island as well um, I really dig this movie and it's such a deserving entrance uh, entrance into the uh, Criterion collection which is I'm obviously such a nerd for these these movies so uh anytime one comes out that i haven't seen i just got to get my hands on it just so i can uh, knock it off that list you're in the criterion closet that's bergman island and legion of legion of superheroes your cousin is a problem she's failed to control her powers brainiac i am not going to let you hurt anyone else with her abilities that makes her a threat i don't like what you're implying we still have no idea where the rest of the Legion is. Okay. <laughs> I think I get a sense of that. Uh, it's a it's a comic book movie. DC yeah, Comics. Yeah, it's a DC Comics animated movie. They've been making these movies for, I think, close to a decade now. And each kind of adapting either uh, a story within the, the comics uh, quite faithfully or um, kind of new stories that are inspired by those and uh, this this one's more character focused. This film uh, is, is really based around Supergirl and her uh, dealing with the destruction of Krypton and uh, kind of getting her bearings uh, with the help of Superman uh, on Earth and becoming a hero. Um, and I don't know. I dig these movies a lot. I've ever since I, I was a video store clerk in the, in the early two thousands. I've uh, I've been hooked on these movies. And uh, every time one comes out, I, I get a little more excited about it. And now they're releasing them to me in 4K, which is like a whole new level of watching these movies. So, uh, yeah, I'm digging them. So if you like this kind of stuff, Legion of Superheroes is a cool film. OK, and finally, TV. Uh, I want to go straight to uh, you, the long awaited return of that show. Professor Jonathan Moore. Why are you here? Did you kill someone? Oh, did someone break your heart? Did you break my heart, Marion? 
it's a little creep or a little corny this show, but it's hard mm-hmm. to not love. And uh, yeah, it's season four, right? Yeah, this and it's uh, season four, part one, which means which usually in 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 Netflix terms means that this is the beginning of the end. Uh, when when they split the seasons up like this, um, and you know, I, this show is only so good is, is because. Ken Badgley is really, really great. A guy with an interesting career. I mean, he's basically a really only made his name in television playing this creepy and just, I, I mean, there's so many layers to Joe Goldberg. Uh, and then playing the nice guy, Dan Humphrey in the Gossip Girl uh, series uh, on CW in the in the mid 2000s. I think the only other thing I can remember him from was he played Jeff Buckley in a movie. Um, right. But I mean, not a huge not a huge star but yeah he makes this show work so um it'll be interesting to see where this character goes because I, I think we're now we're in europe for this season yeah yeah it takes an, a really good actor to make a character who does the things that he does mm-hmm. uh likable so uh, it, it's it's good yeah it reminds me of dexter a yeah little bit. totally it's a totally got that Dexter thing going where it's mm-hmm. a classic sort of anti-hero. 